This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, first of all, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, uh, belated as it is, and I hope your holiday season is off to a tremendous start. It's been, I would say, a relatively quiet week for the Rays. Um, the fact that uh, C.J. Crone was officially moved to the Twins after being designated for assignment, that Hobie Milner is likely to stay in the organization, that Oliver Drake was claimed by the Blue Jays. Really, that's all that occurred. We haven't had anything official yet on Paul Hoover being added to the Rays staff, expecting something more likely next week uh, prior to the winter meetings, though. And and once uh, that does become final, I'm sure we'll probably include it in, uh, in a winter meetings uh, preview-type podcast. But as far as this one goes, a couple things. Uh, one, we didn't have a, a chance to uh, catch up individually right before the holidays with uh, the new third base coach and member of the organization, Riley Linares. Uh, so we'll hear from him in a little bit. And I also, as, as promised, wanted to catch up with new members of the 40 men as we go during the offseason. We heard from uh, Kyle Bird right before Thanksgiving. And we'll hear from Ian Jabot during the course of this podcast, too. Now, I mentioned Riley Linares. Again, he is a member of the Astros organization for 20-plus years. He'll be the new third-base coach for the Rays. And after some time to reflect, I asked him to – it kind of sum up uh, what this whole opportunity to join the Rays means to him. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Uh, glad to be a Ray. Uh, excited, pumped uh, for this opportunity. Tell me how the process went for you, and now that you've had some time to digest it and and kind of sit back as you're uh, managing in winter ball in the Dominican Republic. I mean, how this all came together and how much it means to you. Well, first thing, it means it means a lot. Like it means a lot just based on the fact that you know you spend your whole uh, career, uh, you know, developing uh, kids uh, to become big league players, but at the same time you learn and kind of uh, uh, just focus on honing your own skills, and you know that it means a lot. And the way it developed, it was, and I said it before, it was kind of crazy because I was sitting at home, uh, you know, with no job. And talking to uh, different organizations, I talked to San Diego. I talked to uh, a couple other teams, uh, and I was close to going with one of them. And then uh, AJ Hitch sent me a message on Instagram because my my car had been stolen. And I tell the story because it's it's surreal. My car was stolen. My phone, all my contacts, lost everything. So for like two weeks, I had no contact with anybody in the States, and I'm in Dominican Republic. And then uh, AJ sent me a message, and he said, hey, I talk, Cash called me and said he's been trying to call you, and you haven't called him back. He, he said, that's not like him. If, if you call Rodney, he'll call you back. So I immediately sent him my Dominican uh, cell phone number, and then I got in touch with Cash, uh, flew in the next 
two days later, I was in Tampa. We sat down. We talked. I flew back that same night. And then I had a couple of uh, phone uh, interviews with the uh, chain of command. And, you know, here we are. Obviously, um, you know, some things, I guess, are just meant to be. Um, and, and in this case, obviously, things have worked out. You have a tremendous passion, obviously, for baseball. How did your dad, who who has been in the game for many many years, get you involved? How did your how did your passion build as a as a young person? Well, if if you, I have five brothers, uh, all boys. You know, I got five brothers uh, that you know none of them played professionally. So it wasn't like my dad didn't try to push us to baseball. My dad's always been a guy that you know he's always been that type of sorry, it's always been that type of person that said, you know, you will find your own path if you want to do it, if you feel passionate about it. But the way it grew on me was watching my dad work with younger kids and how much he cared about their careers, how much he cared about them as a person. You know, not only seeing them, you know, seeing the guys go get to the big leagues and then come home and come to my dad and just sit down and talk. You know that I thought that was special, so that was that was one of the things. And then when I started working uh, in baseball, when I started coaching, uh, it just it just clicked. Like I just wanted guys to to get to the big leagues and you know have success and become you know just become good guys in the community. And, and I think you know I think we did a, we did a pretty good job of it. And I think that's that's where it grew. I would think that you heard from a fair number of people having spent this many years in the game when you got the the job with the Rays your first major league job um were there any messages that were particularly special or valuable or meant that much to you I think all of them did man it it didn't matter if it was somebody that I met last year I got uh, honestly probably 800 messages Hmm. and, and and calls and you know, even even people that I've never met, like through social media. But you know, the the one message, uh, like my mom was, is not here in Dominican right now. She's with my brother in in New York. We just had a baby. So when when she sent me a, she sent me a text. My mom is new to technology. So for my mom to send me a text, that was like <laughs> the ultimate. You know. So yeah. But again, you know, it was so many, so many people, so you know, so many people saying congratulations, and you know, you're where you you deserve to be, and all that, and, and that was, I think that was special, you know. But the, the the most special thing was telling my dad, like right after, like I told Kevin, like I can't talk, and Kevin told me, so it took me like five minutes to get back to Kevin, <laughs> and then uh, I, I told him immediately I need to talk to my dad and let him know. It's got to be a wonderful moment. Um, you're you managed so many of the the guys who were part of the World Championship team with Houston uh, during your time in the Astros organization. Whether it was an Altuve or a Correa, have you touched base with any of those guys? And and if so, what what has the conversation been like? They, you know, they they all reach out. They all and they all said, you know, this is where you deserve to be. Uh, I think a couple of days ago. But the last guy I got in touch with was Altuve, and it was like three days ago because uh, Javier Bracamonte sent me a tweet because he said, we can't reach you on your phone. 
Hmm. And he didn't even put it on, like, he didn't even send me a message. He put it on my on my Twitter. He's like, hmm. call me. So, you know, I, I immediately texted him my, uh, my Dominican number, and they and they called me, and it was like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to text you or send you a message. I wanted to tell you congratulations, and you know, uh, this is, you know, something that we've all been talking about for a long time. That you deserve to be up here. You've helped so many guys, stuff like that. And like I said, every every like every message was special. It didn't have to be from a player, you know. And, and most of the guys that I managed in AAA were like stoked. Like they started texting me, like, you know, yeah, you know, this is. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was a surreal couple of days. I'd have to imagine, and you've got probably to meet some current Rays um, through managing in the Dominican Republic, right? New new outfielder Guillermo Heredia is playing winter ball there. I know Tommy Pham's going to come down there at some point too. Yeah, Heredia is actually playing for my for for the team that I'm managing for the Aguilas. But I know I known Heredia for uh, over the course of a year and a half that I've seen him either in AAA or, or when I saw him in the big leagues. Uh, great kid, toolsy. He's got a lot of tools, you know. Uh, and uh, I haven't seen uh, Fam yet. I think he was in the Capitol the other day, but we missed him. But I think he's, he's coming down to play. I've met some of the younger kids that are here that uh, are a part of the Rays organization, AA, AAA pitchers, and Stuff like that. I went to the complex. I met uh, a lot of people in the complex. Really nice complex down here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm getting acquainted. And obviously Willie Adamas is down there too. Um, I don't know if you'll have a chance to catch up with him. I guess during winter ball. I think I'm. I'm going to make it a point to talk to Willie in the next couple of days. Uh, you know, like like I said, I I managed my seventh game last night, and it's been hectic. Uh, for the last week, it's been like in meetings. You know, when you you go into mm-hmm. a job, it you, you're like blind. Like who who closes? Who does this? You know. So it's been a lot of meetings and stuff. So, but I'll I'll get in touch with Willie in the next couple of uh, next couple of days. I'm pretty good friends with his agent, uh, who I met a long time ago, a young guy, uh, and he sent me the other day a message asking for my phone number because Willie wanted to talk to me. But I'm gonna get in touch with Willie. Like I said, in the next couple of days. Great. Um, for people who are fans stateside, probably don't have a real good concept of, of winter ball and what it's like managing, being a part of it. How unique is that animal since you've done it for over a decade in addition to coaching at the in the States for, for more than two decades? It's, it's, like you said, it's a different animal. It's, uh, it's game seven of the World Series almost every night. Uh, fans <laughs> expect to win. Uh, it gets heated, you know, and it's it's good. I've always said that a lot of the younger players need to come down and, and, and experience it because you, you, you'll be surprised how many guys develop that killer instinct when they come down and play down here. Plus, the the competition is, is you know, AAA on us. You know, you're, you're playing against a lot of uh, former or current big league players that are down here especially the pitching. So, you know, it's plus pitching. Everybody throws in the mid-90s, and then you have your lefties that don't throw that hard. But the, the atmosphere is the one you want to come down and, and see it. It's, 
like I said, it's game seven of the World Series every day. Like, we're in a little bit of a funk right now. We lost, like, uh, I think we lost four straight. We lost four straight after winning the first two. And, you know, they're, they're, they've already uh, they've already tried to fire me and the fans, like, <laughs> seven times in the last two days. So, you know. But, uh, you know, I enjoy it. And, like I said, it's a different animal. It's a, it's a, it's a different atmosphere from, from being in the game of the States. It's like... Every game is, is it's a playoff game. I was going to say it probably prepares you well for having to coach third base in New York or Boston or things of that nature, while the minor leagues are a little bit different in terms of winning and development and that balance. You've kind of had to already deal with the win at all cost mentality. Yeah, I think it, I think it's part of uh, part of the process we talked about a lot was the fact that I coached third base, you know, for. A couple of years down here in Winterfall, and and you know, and again, you know, the big leagues is is the big leagues, is the ultimate. Like you, you want to experience it, you want to be up there. So you know, it, it it'll be a, a really nice uh, adjustment period. But you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to the fans and 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 uh, you know, just the experience of being up there and coaching third base and being able to help. And for our fans who are getting to know you a little bit, what's your greatest strength? What do you think you're going to bring, and, and what's going to be maybe the biggest adjustment for you at this level? I think I'm really aggressive as far as uh, coaching. I'm really aggressive, uh, not as a person, but as far as coaching. I'm, and I have a really good uh, rapport and communication with the players. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the type of guy that's going to, like, sit at home until three o'clock in the morning trying to get a guy better. Like we're, we're going to get it fixed. We're going to get it fixed. Or we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do everything in our power to try to help our players uh, get better. And we're going to try everything in our power to help the Rays, you know, get into the playoffs and win a championship. And the biggest challenge, what do you think that may be? I think it's going to be an adjustment period, just an adjustment period from being in the big leagues. Like I spent the last four years, uh, you know, September, uh, when we're done in the minor leagues, going up to the big leagues and being with the big league staff. Uh, uh, I think this, that's going to be it, just being on the field the, the first couple of days. And, and like you said, going to the places, you know, like Boston and, just watching the watching the fans, and then you know, for us, it, it just becomes white noise. Like you don't hear anything, you know. So uh, I can't say because I haven't experienced it, but I've been up there, and you know, it's it's going to be a fun ride. So we look forward to you being part of that ride uh, with the Rays here in 2019. We wish you a wonderful holiday season um, and uh, a lot of success in winter ball, and we'll see you in spring training before we know it. Thank you, man. Happy holidays, and, you know, go race. That is, Rodney Len- that is Rodney Linares, and certainly uh, insightful and enjoyable to get to chat a little bit with him and looking forward to getting to know him much better during the course of spring and the course of the regular season. Now, as far as the race 40-man roster goes, they had five guys added before uh, being needed to be protected for the Rule 5 draft. Among them was, I think, someone that was kind of expected in Ian Jabot, hard-throwing right-hander who put up big numbers in AAA Durham, 11th-round pick out of Tulane in 2015. And I had a chance to chat with Ian and uh, asked him, uh, first of all, what it meant and where he was when he found out the news. 
I mean, next to winning the Governor's Cup this past year in Durham, I mean, it was up there with one of the coolest moments ever in my baseball career, for sure. I mean, it had always been a goal of mine, for, and to achieve that, it was it was awesome. It was such a great feeling, and for everyone that kind of backed me and supported me, and just to do that for them, it was it was awesome. But um, when I found out, I was actually uh, when my girlfriend, um, I guess aunt and uncle, just recently moved to Houston, so we were having dinner with them. And then uh, Jeff McLaren called me and congratulated me and told me all the news. So it was a, it was a cool experience. Were you at all surprised? Were you kind of expecting, waiting? I mean, I, I didn't. I don't know how often Jeff calls you, or, or based on the year you had, whether you were thinking, "Well, I, I think I'll be on the forty man." What was your thoughts? Well, I hadn't heard anything from um, the organization up until that day. So, I mean, they they try to keep it away from you. But I guess keep it off your mind. Um, let you enjoy the off season, kind of relax from baseball a little bit. Um, but yeah, I had, I didn't really know for sure. I mean, I kind of, um, I had heard some things, so I mean, I kind of knew there was a chance, but so I was just really hoping for the best and it, it worked out. Obviously it did. Uh, tell me a little bit about your year. Obviously you spent the year in Durham. You mentioned how important winning the governor's cup was to you. What was the year like for you and how did you feel it went? I had a, awesome year it was so much fun just being a part of that team um it was such a great atmosphere going in and out of that clubhouse every day and just the guys the guys on that team were all supportive of each other and i think that played a big part into us um being su- successful and winning um, everybody wanted everyone to do well and it was it was just a fun atmosphere to succeed as a team in since you've been in the race organization, you've been known as somebody with a big arm. Um, how much, how, and where do you think you improved this year? Um, overall, I think improved really this year greatly. I mean, yeah, I guess I've always kind of had a big fastball, and I mean, that obviously helps a lot, but levels. I mean, you got to learn how to throw something other than a fastball because, I mean, just about everyone's going to be able to hit that. So, I mean, just really learning how to pitch and knowing what pitches to follow and what count and what pitches to throw in certain counts and reading hitters. And I think that's really where I gained the most this year. You mentioned how your teammates were helpful. Were there any teammates in particular that were especially helpful? And also, touch on what impact uh, Rick Knapp had on you because it was his, he's very experienced, but it was his first year in the race organization. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, basically every everyone in the bullpen, I mean, we started the year, I think I was the only one that had been there in the bullpen the full year from start to finish. So, I mean, just all the guys coming through, I mean, you're sitting down there with them for nine innings a day just getting close with them and talking baseball and like certain situations coming up. I mean, you have guys coming in like Austin Pruitt, Kittridge, and or Adam Polaris and um, just 
to know those guys and building friendships and picking their brain on what it's like throwing in Durham and the difference of throwing in the big league. So it was cool um, talking to a lot of those guys. And Rick Knapp? Oh, yeah, Knappy. Um, he was an awesome coach. I mean, I really enjoyed uh, pitching on his pitching staff. It was he made it. He made it a really fun time, honestly. And um, he helped with a lot of the mental side. I mean, just talking to him um, really, really helped me uh, improve just as a pitcher, as an overall pitcher. Um, just kind of coming up with a game plan and certain ways to attack hitters. So it was it was great being under being under him for this year and. I'm excited to keep working with them come spring. One thing that I was kind of curious about, and it would only be natural if if your thoughts wandered, but as much as you guys won, as much as the focus was on winning, was it hard at all in September to think about the possibility about getting added to the 40-man roster and getting called up to the big leagues for the first time? Because you did have a very good year. You picked up you know, a lot of saves, a lot of strikeouts. Um, you were tough to hit, all those things. I mean, yeah, it definitely crosses people's minds. Um, but your main focus is really just doing what you can and keep keep pitching at a level to where it gives you that shot of getting called up. Because, I mean, no one really wants to burn out towards the end. So you got to really focus and grind through those last couple of weeks and get through the season and see how the chips fall. Really, that's really out of all. That's really out of your control. So. I was trying not to worry about it too much. You end up playing a five-and-a-half-month season. The goal now is to play a six-month season. Do you prepare any differently? I know you did go through your first big league spring training last year. Um, you know, I felt the healthiest for a full season last year than I have in my career. So I'm going to take it just like I did last offseason. I mean, I'm going to follow our throwing program, be pretty strict with that, and um, – I mean, I, I felt like I could have p- kept pitching at the end of the season. So, I mean, I, I felt good. I finished healthy. So, and that was my main goal for the year was to pitch the whole year healthy. So, so I was able to accomplish that, which was huge for me. You're uh, a guy who's from Houston, Texas. So do you stay uh, basically up until the start of spring training, or is there a point where you come to the uh, St. Pete, Tampa Bay area? Um, so, I mean, basically I've always been – Staying in Houston last year, um, I got a chance to go work out at the University of Texas in Austin for the month of January, and up until uh, kind of spring came came around on report day, so which was awesome. Um, the head coach there is David Pierce now, and I got to play under him my junior year at Tulane. That whole coaching staff went from uh, Tulane to Texas, and I loved them. It was a great time playing for them. So he. He's let me uh, use those facilities, so I may be doing that, but we'll see. Well, either way, take advantage of uh, whatever opportunity you, you do get. Um, enjoy your holidays. We certainly appreciate some time, and congratulations, and hopefully it's not long before we're talking about your big league debut. Absolutely. Thank you, Neil. Happy holidays. That is Ian Jabot, and we certainly appreciate his time on our podcast and Rodney Linares as well. Uh, our next podcast will more than likely preview the winter meeting. So that'll be sometime next week. We certainly appreciate you joining us. Follow our blog as we go, raceradio.mlblogs.com, and we'll have other news as it 
takes place. Again, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon.